Hello, podcast listeners. This is Chris Simpson. Thank you uh, so much uh, for listening to our podcast. Uh, every now and then, I like to put a message up of another preacher and uh, got a jewel for you to listen to uh, today. Um, Brother Wesley Morrison uh, grew up at Concord Baptist Church, Fairmount, Georgia, where Brother Sammy Allen pastored for all those years. Uh, Brother Wesley, you may know him, him and his daughter sang the Morrison Sisters. Well, uh, we were together just a few nights ago, and he told me about a recording that he had found of uh, Brother Stennett Ballou uh, that was uh, very old from when he was a young preacher, and um, I immediately wanted to listen to it. He sent it to me, listen, and I listened to it and was greatly blessed, and so I want to uh, share it with you. So this is Brother Stennett Ballou uh, preaching at the uh, Camp Zion in uh, Myrtle, Mississippi. And um, the best I can tell, the the date on it is 1974. And the reason I say that is because uh, in the message, you'll hear him make mention of his 14th anniversary in the gospel ministry. And uh, according to um, Brother Blue's own testimony, he started preaching in 1960. Uh, so that would make that recording 1974. And that would make Brother Stennett Blue 32 years old when he... Uh, uh, when he preached this message uh, at uh, at Camp Zion. So, uh, once you listen to it, uh, 32-year-old Stennett Ballou preaching, it'll bless your socks off. And again, thanks for listening. God bless you. And let me say it's a real joy and a real blessing to be here this morning. We praise the Lord for the privilege that God has allowed us to come. We've been on the road some six and a half, seven hours. I drove 35 miles the other side of Knoxville this morning. And by the grace of the state troopers, we were able to get here at the time that we did, or maybe it was the grace of the Lord that kept them on the other side of the interstate. All of them was headed toward uh, the other direction this morning. But it's a real joy and a real blessing to our heart to come. And we walked in just in time, just sat down, and Brother Mel was speaking. And I soon discerned maybe that things were not exactly like you had hoped they'd be and like I'd hoped they'd be. But I'm glad that God never is taken by surprise God's never backed up in a corner. God's never been a moment late. But God's on time, all the time, every time, any time that you and I will surrender our time to God's will for our lives. Now, I preach daily on the radio, so I trust I can preach this morning in the moments that he's allowed us. It'll be a blessing to your heart, and God will speak to us today from the Word of God. I want you to turn quickly in your Bible, the book of 2 Kings, chapter number 6, and then the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter number 32. I'll read these verses and then share some thought with you from the precious Word of God this morning. I trust that you will pray and allow the Word of God to seek into your heart. You know, the only way in the world God's Word can do us any good is that we hear the Word of God. And under the circumstances and situations, you may have to discipline yourself to be a hearer of the Word of God this morning. But I'll promise you that if you allow the Word of God to come in through your ears, find a place in your heart that it will mean something and be effective to you as we share together some truths from God's Word this morning. All right, if you've got your Bible open, 2 Kings chapter number 6, and I begin with verse 13. 13 and read down through verse number 17. The Bible said, And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. 
And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servants of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servants said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elijah prayed, Elisha prayed, and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes, that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, a mountain was filled of horses and of chariots and fire round about Elisha. Then in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 32, and verse 7, and verse number 8, the word of God said, Be strong and courageous, be not afraid, nor dismayed, for the king of Assyria, neither for all the multitude that is with him. For there be more with us than with him. With him is an arm of the flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves upon the word of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Let's bow our heads for a moment of prayer. Keep your Bible open to these portions for the message this morning. Father, I thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. I thank you, dear Lord, for the Holy Spirit that lives within this morning. I thank you, dear Lord, for the precious Word of God that David said is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. I'm thankful, dear Lord, that in this Word we can find help in the time of need. I'm thankful, dear Lord, today that in this Word we can find the message for every occasion. I know, dear Lord, today that thou knowest all things. And Lord, you know the need of this hour this morning. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you'll anoint thy servant with a double portion of your spirit and speak to our hearts this morning and to this congregation of people from the Word of God, from the third heaven, through our lips of clay this morning. And we'll praise you and thank you for all that you do because we ask it in the precious, lovely name of the Lord Jesus Christ in his name. And for his sake, we do humbly pray, amen and amen. In the month of March of this year, we began at our church what we call and what you know as the Faith Promise Mission Program. And I might say in the light of uh, my own experiences that when you launch out for God, you can expect some greater attacks of the devil than you've ever experienced in your ministry. We had been going for some time and God was blessed. And the first thing that I knew when I thought everything was heaven on earth, the millennial passed away and the tribulation set in. I suppose every preacher here has felt that or experienced that in their ministry for some time or another. But as I faced the problems of pastoring and the problems of living what I preach, I began to run to God for a message from the word of the Lord. You know, many times as preachers, we find ourselves being guilty of seeking that message that will benefit our Sunday school workers, or benefit our singing department, or benefit our deacons, and we find ourselves all 
always studying to have something to give unto our church and this is great but there comes a time in every preacher's life and in every person's life when you've got to go to God not for what the deacons need not for what the Sunday school teachers need but for what you need as an individual let me say to you today that the God that's able to help those around you when they are troubled is able to help us when we're troubled also and so I begin to pray and seek the will of God and brother let me say this I'm convinced that if there's anything that will reveal the mind of God and will turn the ears of heaven toward the heart cry of God's children my friend it's to have a mission program that honors God I'm talking about one that's not done my friend on the sideline but one that is of faith and when you step out to do that that God has ordained in his word that the church should do so I started praying and seeking a refuge in the word of God and one day I stumbled upon I said stumble I shouldn't say that one day the grace of God brought me in contact with these two portions of scripture that I've read this morning and I got to looking at them and let them speak to my heart and I want you to notice first of all in the book of 2 Kings chapter number 6 and verse number 17 the Bible said fear not for they that be with us are greater or more than they that be with them and my friend this morning without losing the eyesight of our opposition I want us to look today at the help that we've got in the Lord David said in the Psalms my help is in the Lord and the Bible teaches us that here is the wicked king and he's after the men of God and the Bible says to us that during the night time will you notice this it's at a time when they were not expecting an invasion from the enemy that the enemy marches down and you know what he does the Bible said that he encircled the men of God brother hear me today when you think the devil is behind you you better watch out he's not only behind you he's in the front of you he's to the right and he's to the left and if he can get your attention to looking backward you'll walk in a trap before you know it my friend he come down and he encircle the man of God and the man of God seen his servant out the next morning and the servant went out boy he is a Baptist I'm sure come running back into Elijah and said oh me too late we just wish to quit there's more against us than there is for us now to be as brother Mel was talking a minute ago I'd have to be honest and say I believe I've been there amen 
I believe I've been there. Somebody quoted the verse of Scripture that said, If God be for us, who can be against us? Brother, there's a whole lot against us when God's for us. Amen. But anyway, he ran out and he used the illustration and he said, The armies have come down. But Elisha answered back to him and said, Fear not, for they that be for us are more than they that be against us are they that be with him. Let me say this this morning. The devil is not omnipotent. The devil is not all-powerful. I'll also say that I'm no match for him at my best when he's at his weakest. And neither are you. But Elisha said, there be more for us than be with him. And so the young man said, don't look that way to me. Amen. I believe if they'd have voted in conferences and they never passed, it'd have been tabled till the next business session. But Elisha saw the failure of the young man to comprehend what God had. Now let me say to you this morning, God is always the same. But so many times, the devil gets us to where we're looking at what the devil's doing instead of seeing what God is. It's our eyes on the things that are around us. So Elijah looked at the young man, and then he looked up at the heaven, and he prayed, and he said, Lord, I got something I want to ask you. God said, what is it, Elijah? And God said, open his eyes and let him see. Open his eyes and let him see. You know, there are a lot of times that what we consider to be chaos and destruction is really a launching pad for our ministry. I've seen the time, and no doubt you have too, when it looked like I'd reached the end. I was preaching to the church the other night, and I made this statement. There's times living for God, you would think that God's dead, and you fail from grace. Amen. You'll cry out in the heavens of His silent. You'll call, but He won't answer. But my friend Elijah said, Open the young man's eyes and let him see. And the Bible said that the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And the Bible said the young man, the health of mountain was full. Look at that. The mountain was full of horses and of chariots. And the Bible said that they surrounded the man of God. Glory to God this morning. My friend, the devil may be around us, but God's around also. And while we recognize the presence of the devil, let's recognize the presence of our God while we recognize the power of the devil. Let's recognize the power of our God this morning. And God's not dead. He's still on the throne. God said, oh, I just said, open his eyes and let him see. Then the second scripture 
that I read from in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 32, you have a similar circumstance. The Word of God teaches us here that Sennacherib had came up against Hezekiah, the king of Judah. And Hezekiah had told them, in essence, God will fight your battle. Hezekiah had told the children of Judea, the children of Israel, the same thing that we've been preaching. But old Sennacherib come up, the devil incarnate, I almost want to think, and Sennacherib said to them, he said, you look at all of the other armies that's fallen before my army. And he said, Hezekiah won't admit it. He said, the army of Israel is going to fall like the rest of them does. Has the devil ever told you, pastors, that? Amen. The devil said, I've got one church, yours is next. I've told them one mission program, yours is next. I've destroyed one preacher's personality, yours is next. And may I say to you again, let's don't lose a sight that we are humanity. But because we're humanity, we can still trust ourselves in the never-failing arms of the Lord Jesus Christ. But old Hezekiah said, God will fight your battles. God will fight your battles. No doubt they got with Hezekiah. They said, now Hezekiah, you've been telling us this, but how do we know it? How do we know it? There's times in our Christian lives where we come to the place that we listen to the devil and the question rings in our own mind. I know God said he would, but will he? Have you ever faced that? I have, and I'm convinced I'll face it again. But Hezekiah said, all right, let's analyze the situation. Now listen to me this morning. If you start analyzing with the devil, you'll lose. But right on the other hand, glory to God, if you'll analyze with God, you'll come out victorious. You see, where you're looking will discern where you wind up at. Amen. So, Hezekiah said, all right, let's look at the two sides that's in war today. Let's look at it in verse number 7. Hezekiah said, be strong and courageous. Be not afraid, nor dismayed, for the king of Assyria, nor for the multitude that is with him. Look at the rest of that verse. For there be more with us than with him. Now look at verse 8. Glory to God. Verse 8 said, With him is the arm of a flesh. The only thing in the world that the devil can depend upon is the power of the devil. The only thing the flesh can depend upon is the power of the flesh. With him 
is the arm of the flesh. Glory to God, I want to have a running spell. Want to look at the rest of that. With him is the arm of the flesh. But with us, thank you, Lord. With us is the Lord God of Israel. If God be for us, who can be against us? David said, Is not the battle the Lord's? Brother, it's a blessing to learn this. But look at it now. There is a said, With us is the Lord God of Israel. Now look closely. He's with us for two things. Number one, to help us. Now, brother, you better mark this down and remember it. God, and this is not a verse of Scripture as some would claim it to be, but God will help them that will help themselves. I'm talking about in biblical language. But on the other hand, God won't help them that won't help themselves. You know what Paul said? Paul said that crowd that don't work, don't eat. Amen. But with us is the Lord God of Israel and Hezekiah said he's here to help us. Now, number one, look at this. Hezekiah said the battle's here. We cannot stick our head in the ground and ignore it and say God will take care of it. It's not what it says, Brother Mel. But the Bible said God's here to help us. Glory to God. That may not do nothing for you, but it does for me. When you take a step for God, God will step with you. When you stand for God, God will stand with you. When you work for God, God will work through you. He's here to help us. Not fight it all this self, but help us. You see, in living for God, in working for God, a lot of times, if we're not careful, we take the idea, well, so what? God's sovereign. We let him work it out. There's sometimes God wants us to wait on him. But there are other times God wants us to step out by faith and start, and then he stands with us. He's present to help us. I can say this morning, I'm preaching today. I preached on the radio this morning by tape. And really, this is the first message I celebrated last night, 14 years in the gospel ministry. There have been a lot of things that I started on my own, and I had to finish them the best way I could. But after 14 years in the ministry, I'm glad this morning I can look a group of strangers in the face and say with Pilate, I find no fault in this man. Many times society's failed me. 
Many times social gathers have failed me. Many times I've been left out. But glory to God this morning. I'm glad that in these years I found a friend that sticks closer than a brother. A friend that loveth at all times. And a friend that'll fight with me when the fight's on. Glory to God. He's with us to help us. To notice the last part, and I'll finish. He's not only with us to help us, but He's with us to fight our battles. Let's sort of make a backslid this Episcopalian shout. I get anxious sometimes. I get overzealous. None of you other fellows ever do that. But I get anxious sometimes. God lets me jump in over my head and start a battle. Amen. But if I do it for the glory of God, He just jumps in with me and takes over. Let me give you four thoughts, and you can preach this later whenever the Lord lets you. But the devil will pick a fight, and then God comes along and fights for us. Amen. The devil, you can use that in David, killing the giant. The devil will put us in a famine and God will send a squad of buzzards to feed us. That's all Elijah in 1 Kings 19. The devil will not only pick up a fight and put us in a battle, but the devil will raise up a foe and God will shut him down. Then sometimes the devil will put you to a flight. They tell me till it happened and then I learned after it happened, you don't know what it is to preach no way till you've had a run a few times. <laughs> Amen. Old Elijah had been over to the brook of Sheriff. God had fed him there. He went up to the widow woman's house in Zarephath. And God had fed him there. He went from there to Mount Carmel. And God had abundantly fed him there. And Jezebel turned her guns or her gimmicks or maybe her feminity toward the eyes of the men of God. And he run to protect his ministry. And he got down there in the wilderness, got under a juniper tree, and said, God, just let me die. God said, you go to sleep, boy. You're just overtired. He went to sleep, and sleep is always a picture of rest. While he's resting, God punched him in the ribs and said, wake up, boy. You need something to eat. And he fed him, man. And Elijah operated 40 days over those two platters of food that he got. You say, Brother, what are you saying? The devil may put us to a flight, but God was with him. Look at it. God's rest was still with him. God's peace was still with him. God's preservation was still with him. God's protection was still with him. 
God's power was still with him. God's provision was still with him. God's plentiful, abundable supply was still with him. What I'm saying is this. The devil may make you run and put you to a flight, but God said, I ain't going to leave you. When you run, I'll run with you. And he went to the woods with a man of God. They that be with us are more than they that be with him. God.